Yes, indeed. What's going on? What's going on, y'all? It's been a while since we spoke. It's been a while since we spoke. There's been a while because I had, you know, the, the Call in the High Seas show, we took a, a unplanned slash unforeseen, you know, break from the show. Because, you know, we wanted to seize, transgress into season one to season two. That is right. We are in the first episode of season two, and I planned it specifically for week one of NFL football. So welcome back to the show. If this is your first time ever listening, welcome to the Call in the High Seas show. I am the Big Wayne man, Big Wayne Diesel, and this is Call in the High Seas for season two. Come on in. The water's just fine. Now, you you all you already know we talking about football. And uh, where we starting, where we, I'm going to start this year, where I started last year. Last year, I came off in one of the, one of the, the first predictions I had about the season last year. I said the Dallas Cowboys was going to win the NFC Championship and make it to the Super Bowl. Fast forward a season later. I'm not falling for the banana in the tailpipe again. I'm not going to do it. You can't make me do it. I don't care what's going to happen. I don't believe it. So having said that, I'm not falling for the Cowboys bull job this year. I saw the hard knocks. Yeah, they look good by hard knocks. But let me tell you something. They playing each other. They playing in practice. You see what I'm saying? They're not playing, you know, tough teams or nothing. Zeke going to look good running against the Cowboys because he's running against the Cowboys. How many good running backs we've seen run all over the Cowboys? We've been seeing that for a while. And look, I know it's preseason, but they lost all their preseason games, whatever it's worth. And I was seeing this thing and seeing some of these polls, everybody coming up with their lists, you know, because, you know, you know, we love lists around here. And, uh, People talking about Dak Prescott, a top five quarterback. And uh, I'm just like, well, wait a minute. Is he better than Patrick Mahomes? No, he's not. Is he better than Aaron Rodgers? No, he's not. Is he better than Russell Wilson? No, he's not. That's three. Uh, Is he better than Josh Allen? No, he's not. Is he better than Lamar Jackson? That's five. No, he's not. Oh, hell. Is he better than Tom Brady? No, he's not. That's six right there. And Deshaun Watson. Is he better than Deshaun? Hell no. Well, you know what? We'll just take Deshaun out. Let's just say Deshaun don't play this year. and but st- So I'll put Dak at maybe right there on the back end. And I'm not sure about him and Kyler Murray either because I kind of, if you had me to pick today, I think I would take Kyler Murray over Dak Prescott. We got And we got to see what Baker do too. But top five, no. So I'm just tr- and I get. Dak was having an own track for a historic season last year before he broke his ankle. I, I know all that. But we can't forget the situation the Cowboys were in. We was laughing at the Cowboys week in and week out. Just because you got a good quarterback don't necessarily mean you're going to get you to the, the promised land. I'm not saying Dak's bad or trash or terrible, nothing like that. I'm not. But he's not a top five quarterback. Yeah, top ten for sure. But that don't mean you just getting ready to just mop up and, and mosey your way on down to prosperity. No, that is not what that means. Zeke's a great running back. I think Zeke's top five running back. Maybe top three, depending on how you feel. I mean, I'd probably put him, okay, I'd put him four. 
I put I put Zeke for. But still, that old line ain't what it used to be. I'm not. I don't think Mike McCarthy is the coach that Dallas thought they was gonna get because we see <laughs> it looked like it was more Aaron Rodgers than it was Mike McCarthy. But I'm sure Mike McCarthy is a good guy. But still, that's not. All these things aren't conducive to you winning football games. You got a popular team, but just because you got a popular team don't make you a good team. Now, they schedule not the hardest in the world. So, by the grace of God, they got that going for them. But, but I mean, that thing, they toughest games is, you know, the Chiefs and, you know, the Cardinals. Well, you know, <laughs> they play them Carolina boys, too. To <laughs> so, that's another loss. But, nevertheless, they got a doable schedule. But here's the thing. They play the NFC East. And the NFC East is great at making life miserable for everybody else involved. You see what I'm saying? So you just know they're going to lose some games they're supposed to. You just know they're going to blow it because that's what the Cowboys tend to do. So I, I just can't get with – I'm not getting with the Cowboy narrative this year. I cannot do it. We've seen it too many times. I got trust issues with them. I was all in last year. I thought they was going to do it. I did, and I tried to hold on as long as I could, and I found out very quickly the Cowboys are going nowhere fast. And they've shown me nothing different, so why should I believe something different? And guess what? You shouldn't believe anything different either. I know they got Amar, and that's the thing. They got the weapons. They got CeeDee Lamb, Michael Gallup, Amari Cooper. Yes, great, fantastic. I like Micah Parsons. They, uh, they linebacker, the rookie. I like him. They got some nice pieces they are nice guys to root for but that don't mean they gonna do right that don't mean they gonna do right the cowboys would be <laughs> the you know who the cowboys are the cowboys are that cousin in your family that just can't seem to stay out of trouble they are good cousin they good people and whenever you see them it's a good time and all that but it seems like they always in some trouble or something. They always in some trouble. And you don't really understand why. Well, you know why. Because, you know, they can't seem to stay out of trouble. But they're good people. You know what I mean? They're good people. The Cowboys are that cousin that can't stay out of trouble. No matter how much you love them, no matter how much you care for them, you'll do what you can for them when you can. But you just know they're going to be in trouble. The Cowboys are that cousin. And that's all I know how to say it. And on that premise alone, I don't got the Cowboys winning no more seven wins, seven, eight wins. You know, eight and eight. But I guess it'd be more seven and nine because, you know, they added that extra game this year for the season. So, no, I can't trust the Cowboys to do anything. And as far as this division anyway, and I finished off season one by saying – I got the Giants winning this division. And I've thought about it, slept on it, reflected on it. And I still got the Giants winning this division. I do. Because, look, they got Saquon coming back. And look at the weapons that they added. And towards the last, the last half of the season, the Giants, they played tough football. They got a good coach. They got weapons now. And they got the benefit of playing in the NFC East. I think the Giants are going to make some noise. And they got a track to start off. They can start off hot. They can If they start off hot, that's all you need is like a little lead in the NFC East. 
Now, I don't think they'll get too much farther than the, the playoffs, maybe that wild card round, but that's a huge jump. So I know the Cowboys is the popular team, but the team you should really be looking at, and we're being honest about it, is the football Giants. Do not sleep on them. Because, look, they got John Ross now, and I, John Ross is a quick look. I think, I, you look, sometimes it's a, all you need is a change of pace to get things going. They got Kyle Rudolph. I think he's a nice tight end. They got Evan Ingram, who's a really good tight end. I think, I think they're going to be okay. I think they're going to be okay. I'm not saying they're getting ready to, to run through the NFC, but that division – I think they can come they're gonna come out alive. And I know a lot of people are big on Washington, but I do look at your quarterback. I, I, I do. And I look I see Ryan Fitzpatrick. If they had somebody else, like I don't know, maybe a Cam Newton, uh, I might be saying something different about Washington. But right now I I don't now I do like Washington more than I do Dallas. I do, as a team overall. And I'm looking at you look at the best quarterback in that division. It would be Dak. But if I look at, well, on paper, Dallas is the best thing. If Dallas did what they, if they looked on, on paper as good as they do, if they looked, if they paperwork matched on field, they they would walk away with that division and it wouldn't be anything to think about. But they just, it just don't never translate. It don't never translate. But the Giants, I, they, they look like a team that can win that division. And it's because of how they played. They're not really getting beat to sleep in these games. They're fighting. They just needed some weapons. And who knows? We're going to see what Daniel Jones has this year. Now, if he go out there wet in the bed, throwing all them turnovers and everything, it's time to move on from Daniel Jones. So I think this the, if this is a bad year by the Giants, if I'm wrong about the Giants, I think we got we see a new quarterback for New York next year. I, I really believe that. Because with all that he has around him, it's hard for me to believe that they don't take a step forward. And I know it's not the best, the best, the best weapons, but I think they can be used in the right way and put in the right situations. And a lot of that is because I trust the coaching staff. I trust the coaching staff. And they do got Saquon and things like people like Saquon can make life easier for everybody out there. And so those are the kind of things I look at. Now, but the team I got, you know, Super Bowl, like winning it all. And I've gotten pushback everywhere. I have, but I'm still hanging on in there. I still got the New England Patriots winning the Super Bowl. I do, and it's not because of Mac Jones. It's not. Even when I thought Cam was going to be the quarterback, I still didn't. Well, number one, I never thought Cam was going to be there all season anyway. I always thought it was, you know, Mac Jones was going to finish in the season. I didn't think Cam was going to get cut either, but I, I was thinking it was going to be like a, a midseason trade or, you know, something like that. But nevertheless, the reason why I was so big on New England is it started in free agency. All the free agency stuff they got, you know, the Hunter Henrys, the John U. Smiths, Matthew Judon, Jalen Mills, Nelson Aguilar. You know what I mean? Then all the people they had come back from uh, 
you know, sitting out from COVID and everything. You know, Dante Hightower, Stephon Gilmore. Now, he'll be back. I know he on the, the, the PUP list, but, you know, he'll be back. So I'm not too worried about that. You know what I mean? And then the strong run game. I know they got rid of Sony Michelle, but I think Damian Harris is going to be nice. And we got to watch out for Ramondre Stevenson. I think he's going to be a good piece. They got good things. And Mac Jones, he knows how to, you know, drive a ship. You know, he knows, if nothing else, he can manage the game. And who knows, if maybe he can take it to the next level. You know, he's good at managing good stuff around him. We saw him do that with Alabama. And now... New England has some good stuff around them, good coaching staff, good weapons, really good defense, a good run game. You're not actually, you don't you don't you're not gonna need, you know, yeah, you're not gonna need them to throw for 351 yards and give you five passing touchdowns every week. You're not gonna need that. You don't need that from Matt Jones. You just need them to not turn the ball over, keep your offense on the field, and and make something happen when you need to. And that's it. That is it. And I think he can do that. Why can't he do that? So, and he didn't look bad in preseason. He may be better than what all of us think. I don't know. I'm not saying he's going to be a bust or nothing. I never said that. I think it was. I think he went for to the perfect situation for him, really. But we'll see what happens. I got him going to the Super Bowl. I got him going to the Super Bowl. I can't wait. I'm glad week one is finally here. It's going to be a lot of good football. Those are, te- those are some of the teams that I got my eye on. I'm not really looking so much at the Cowboys. The Cowboys are fun to watch, so, you know, they'll be everywhere. But, yes, I got my team. I got my eye on the Giants. Of course, I got my team on the, the Carolina Panthers. I got my eye on them. Definitely keep my eye on the Patriots. I got my eye on the Rams, too. I got my eye on the Rams. I think the Rams, they finally got them a quarterback, and that defense is going to be tough. Because when you got you a defense and a quarterback, you know that boy Matt Stafford can throw with 100 yards. That's And I think quiet is kept. The Rams are the team that dethrones Tampa Bay. And I think Tampa Bay is a really good team. So they trying to run it back. But I think the only team that can beat Tampa Bay is the Rams. Because, yes, Tampa has a great defense, and they got weapons and all that, too. It seems like they got the perfect storm. Great coach, great QB, great running back, great quarterback, all that stuff. But guess what? The Rams got that, too. So it's going to be some really good things to watch, and I, I can't wait, and I'm I'm happy to see it. I'm, I'm happy to see everything's back. But uh, something else I wanted to touch on. Uh, I don't know how many wrestling fans I got in here. But I, I wanted to touch on, you know, AEW and WWE real quick. So I don't know if you, how many of y'all watch wrestling or still watch it. But uh, just to kind of sum up what's going on, there's this company, AEW. This is uh, their second year around, and they've been signing a lot of superstars. Like, a, like your CM Punks, you know, Daniel Bryan just went over there. Bryan Danielson, what they call him. Uh Sting went over there a couple months ago, who's a, a childhood favorite of mine. Uh, been signing all kind of people, and it's just and WWE been you know between all the cuts WWE doing and all the signings AEW doing, it's just it's making like oh man AEW making noise, making noise. CM Punk just came back. I don't know if I said that, and it's fun to watch. But people thinking that uh, WWE's in trouble, I still don't think they're in trouble. I still don't 
believe that they're in trouble because I think they're just making too much money to be really worried about it. I think they may have an eye on it. I definitely think it's the biggest competition WWE had since, you know, probably WCW, but it's definitely something to watch. Now, here's the thing, though. I'm just curious on how AEW manages all these people together. It's one thing if you got like two superstars, three. But when you starting to get a locker room full of them on top of the people that you already had, you know, the people that's been there since day one. That's I, I want to see how they manage that and what kind of contracts these people are getting. I look at things like that. Now, it's going to be some great matches getting booked out here. It's going to be great matches getting booked. So AEW is definitely picking up some steam. I like what I've been seeing. I may watch a little more now. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm a WWE guy. I, I'm a WWE guy. You know, maybe that's me being old school. And I'm not even saying WWE is the best one right now. Because if you was to ask me, over the past couple months, it has been AEW. I ain't even going to tell you no lie. It has been. Because, you know, WWE, I think they they care more about entertainment than they do wrestling these days. Which is fine. I mean, because it's all entertainment anyway. It's just how you do it. But nevertheless, I'm still an AEW, WWE guy. And WWE tends to make stars. You know, they, they're good at making stars. Now, they haven't done that in a while because I don't think they want too many people getting bigger than the WWE anymore. Because for a while, WWE was making people, you know, they was making the Stone Colds, The Rock, you know, John Cena. Uh, Roman Reigns kind of is there, but he on the cusp. But, you know, all these guys were getting bigger than the WWE, and they started going off into Hollywood doing other things. You know, I think Randy Orton dibbled and dabbed in a couple movies out there. The Miz, you know, well, he was a reality star before he came to WWE. But uh, they got all these stars that's trying to build, and I think they don't want to put themselves in a position where they can get left and go to Hollywood and just make WWE feel like an option. You see what I mean? So if these people, they do lose something, they don't miss a beat. And that's another reason why I'm not too concerned about WWE having really competition because they can lose all these people and they'll still be fine. What did y'all think about WWE a year ago? What do you think about WWE now? You know, nothing's changed. Now, AEW, they're picking up people because they got to get some, some eyes on them. They got to get a buzz. And they're doing everything the right way. And I'm not even saying AEW's competing with WWE. I, I honestly don't know. You know, I would, if I had to bet money, I'd probably say no. I think they're just kind of competing with themselves, trying to put a good product out there. I don't think they're actively trying to dethrone the WWE because I, I, I think that would be a fool's errand, number one, because it's just too much money involved. And I just don't think that'd be a good business. But I think they're doing everything the right way. It just looks like they're trying to compete. And I don't think I don't think one is competing with the other. I, I genuinely believe that. Now, having said that, WWE need to do something because it could be a problem sooner than later down the road if, you know, you don't get your ducks in a row. Because I guess you can afford to lose some people, but you can't afford to lose everybody either. So... The thing with WWE, they still have people, and they still have a lot of people. But AEW is making noise, and it is worth watching. 
And that's what I and one thing I do like about AEW though, when they bring these stars in, what I've noticed, when somebody say they back, they back. Like when Sting came back, he was back every week. CM Punk come back, he been on TV just about every week. And Daniel Bryan, I'm sure he'll be there every week. Adam Cole, they'll be there every week, every show, all that. You just know you're going to see him. WWE don't do it like that. You know, you they might bring a John Cena back. You might see him one week, next week gone, here, there, gone tomorrow. You might not see him again before pay-per-view. You know, Brock Lesnar, he came back for SummerSlam. We ain't seen the brother since. You see what I mean? It's things like that that I don't like. So if you're going to come back, bring somebody back. Like, don't... I'd rather you not bring them back until they're going to be back. That That's just how I feel. But we'll see what WWE does. We'll see what AEW does. You got you got to ride the wave. Y'all, this is a good little, a good little season two debut. So, like I said, I'm glad y'all back. It's good to be back. In case y'all was waiting on it, sorry for the wait. It's been a long time. I shouldn't have left you without a cold beat to step to. That's my bad. I won't let it happen again. And like always, I might be right. I might be wrong. I don't know. I'm just calling how I see it. I'm out. <laughs>